So my title is Find New Hopes in Hard Times. Find New Hope in Hard Times. I have here a slide because often we think life is predictable. We start with God, we have a plan, we have a dream, we have a vision, we have a calling. goes super smooth, only one direction. But reality looks like this. It's like a rock and roll up and down. Good seasons, low seasons, bad seasons. We're going through everything in our lives, even though if you believe in God. I want to share with you a story from my mom. My mom, she's a believer. She led me to God, and uh, she, I was brought up Catholic, actually. And she's a strong believer, and she's 86 years old. Um, I said to God, God, you know, I travel a lot. And when my mom will die, there comes a day she dies. Everyone dies. The only question is when. I want to be at home. I want to hold her hands and I would love to lead her, hand it over into your hands. God, this is my prayer. I, I, I do everything for you. I'm obedient, but be obedient to me too. I, I just want to be at home when my mom passes away. And then November came. Corona was a big deal around the world. And my mom was infected, infected with, COVID, with COVID. And she had, she had the COVID. And my, mom, my sister said, oh, it's not good. Our mom, she will not survive it. It was Friday. On Sunday morning, there was the only moment I didn't preach. I was in Switzerland, only two hours away from my mom. She phoned me Sunday morning, 8 o'clock. I said, Leo, I said, Mom, how, how are you doing? She said, not good. I died today. I said, why do you know that? She said, I feel it. It's time for me to go home. And just please come I want to say goodbye. Can you imagine? That was a weird phone call, actually. And, and uh, I drove very, I mean, really fast, faster than you can ever see a car driving in Vegas. Very, very fast. We were there 12 o'clock. I hold her hands, and she said, I am fine. I could go to the hospital, but I denied. It's time for me to go home. I, I am ready. I have peace with God. I have peace with you guys. Everything is, is ready. I, I, I want to go to my God in heaven. Fifteen minutes before my mom passed away. My mom had, has a gift. She can tell jokes, but in the wrong moment. <laughs> Do you know people like that? I have the same gift. Sometimes I say things. It's cool, but it's the wrong moment. Fifteen minutes before my mom died, she said, Oh, I had no clue. The dying is so difficult. I said, Mom, that's not funny. That's not even a joke. She said, yeah, but it's the reality. I said, Mom, don't say that. And 15 minutes later, she went to the Lord, and she had the last breath. Why am I telling you this uplifting story flying in 12 hours to crash the moment? Here's the point. Everyone in life, sometimes you go into a season where it's really hard. Maybe you're losing a job. Maybe your family falls apart. Maybe you get a bad report from the doctor and you don't know if you are still alive in a year. But I give you the reason why my mom was so happy, was so ready to see the Lord. Because everyone, we're heading to heaven. It's only a question when. And here's the Bible verse that helps my mom in Galatians chapter 2, verse 20. I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. So 
Here is Christ, and here are two Tupperware. The moment when my mom passed away, she had hope and she had peace. Because peace and hope is not just a feeling. Peace and hope, it's a person. And that person lives in her. And whatever happens, you never walk alone. You never walk alone. Never walk alone. Never. Whatever you're going through, don't ever think, God has forgotten me. God is on vacation. No, God is in you. The hope of the world. That's why often people say to the Christians, why are you Christians? You're going through so rough seasons. You are still happy and clappy and beautiful and awesome. Why in the flipping world is this so? The reason is Tupperware Christ lives in me. And that's enough, right? This is like an inner peace right now. But there's also outside peace. Colossians chapter 3 verse 3 for you died and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. I just want to repeat this very complex Bible verse. And when I read it, I don't understand because I, I'm not so smart. I'm just beautiful. But this Bible verse says, my life is hidden in Christ. Here is Christ. My old life, my old Leo, my old flesh, my old Adam, it's gone. Boom. That means the moment you receive in Jesus Christ, your old life is gone. A new thing has started, and everyone is saying, oh, I'm glad. <laughs> Something new has started, right? I cannot see your old failures anymore. Your sins are forgiven. Because your old life is hidden in Christ, and Christ is in, boom, God. I would say, a lot of Tupperwares. <laughs> that means you are pretty safe. Whatever happens, Christ lives in me. I am hidden in Christ. And Christ is in God. Whatever I'm going through, I never walk alone. <laughs> this is how I fight my battles. How? This is how I fight my battles. Because Christ lives in me and I'm hidden in Christ, I shall become a worship leader. And Christ is in God. This is how I fight my battles. This is how you fight your battles. Christ in me, I'm hidden in Christ and Christ is in God. I'm surrounded. But now comes the question, Pastor Leo, oh, amazing, amazing, amazing. But why in the flipping world? I'm still going to rough seasons. While still in the flipping world, I have some challenges, some fights, some struggles, some obstacles. And there is a reason. We have an enemy. The Bible is so clear. We have an enemy. And the devil is not saying, oh, good, this is how you fight your battles, fight your battles alone. The devil will do everything in his power that you're losing the anointing, the calling and the destiny that God has in store for you and me. The devil attacks all the times, all the different levels to the whole entire Bible. Let's go to this um, text. First of all, when God was in heaven, the first attack of the enemy called Lucifer, he was a worship leader. Kumbaya, my Lord. And he was an awesome leader. He was 
gifted and blessed, but he starts to compare himself. Point number one, don't ever be jealous. Jealousy starts right in heaven. The devil wants to be like God. And here is the challenge. So often we have like those things in us. I want to be like you. You are so cool. You have 10 tattoos. I have no tattoos. Um, you have money. You have cars, houses, master cards. So often we compare ourselves, the status, how many followers you have on Instagram and, and Facebook for the elderly people, TikTok, whatever you have. We compare ourselves all the time. That's why we're never happy. When you compare yourself with other people, you will lose. God said to the dead Lucifer, you are a worship leader. You are an amazing leader. Why in the world do you compare? Why in the world do you compare? Why in the world I compare? There is no reason, right? Comparison is the first sin in heaven. It was not the apple. Or the apple. It was not the apple. It was actually you compare yourself with other things. And it didn't work out very well for the devil in heaven, right? And I want to read you an Albert Einstein. He said, everyone is a genius. But if you judge a fish by its ability to climb a tree, I would say it's not fair. It will live its whole life believing that it's stupid. A lot of people, they believe I am stupid. You're not stupid because you done, have done stupid things. We often we compare ourselves with other people. Be the best you. Be the best version you can possibly be. Look, here's the thing. I growing up in Switzerland, and when I was very, um, when I was very small, I'm still very small. But when I was a child, <laughs> just saying, I always said to God, I don't get it. Why in the world I grew up in Switzerland? Swiss people are very calm people, introverts. Swiss people are not funny. They're only rich, but not funny. And I said to God, why in the world are living in Switzerland? It's such a boring, small nation with 8 million people. I always sensed in my heart, I belong more to America because my name is bigger. Bigger is cool, America. The bigger, the better. But in Europe, bigger doesn't make sense, you know. But here in America, I always felt like, God, why not? Why am not? I've been born in America. Have you ever felt like I, I've born in the wrong nation, in the wrong family, in the wrong place? I'm not gifted in the right way. And one day God taught me a very important lesson. He said, if not you are the you, who will be the you? <laughs> I want to repeat it because it's very complex. If you are not the you, who will be then the you? Everyone else is already taken. Be the best version. If you have one talent, take the one talent. If you have two talents, take the two talents. If you have five, take the five. But embrace it, whatever God has given you. In the early years when I, when I started our ministry, <laughs> I compare myself with all the pastors, with the Hillsong churches, with Planet Shakers. You start to compare yourself all the time with other people like, like uh, Benny Hinn for the elderly people or Rainer Bonke or Stephen Fertig. Fertig, whatever you compare yourself, you will always lose. And I had to learn, and here's my point, learn to say yes to the gifts that God has given you. 
God has made the decision and he is smart and you are a little bit smart. But he is whew, another level. With other words, God knows what he's doing. Here is the story. If you're faithful in what God has given to you, your ministry, your family, your life starts to flourishing, blooming, booming, and blossoming, and you will give glory to God in heaven. Here is a praise report of my life. Pastor Leo and Susanna Bigger are the senior pastors of the International Christian Fellowship, ICF Zurich, and the ICF Movement. Today, ICF is amongst the most influential Christian movements in Europe, with over 60 churches in nine countries. In January 2017, ICF Zurich moved into their new location, a state-of-the-art event hall in Switzerland. It consists of a hall that can accommodate over 5,000 people, a vibrant children's church, and a hangout loft. That's not all. ICF has produced several worship albums. The Cutting Edge Church also has an online platform which broadcasts ICF's weekly services. Pastor Leo's preaching is shown regularly on various Christian TV channels, reaching over 200 countries worldwide. Every year, ICF Zurich holds the largest, most influential Christian conference in Switzerland, with thousands of attendees from more than 60 nations around Europe joining it. Pastor Susanna started the Ladies' Lounge, an annual women's conference in ICF. The conference is not only held in Zurich, but in Germany, Netherlands, Austria, Israel, and Albania, Pastor Leo and Susanna have a great family. They are both proud parents of two sons, Stefan and Simon Bigger. Come on! <laughs> Woohoo! Don't be jealous! Don't be jealous about our beautiful building. Tonight I want to tell you, do you know how long we waited for this new building? 20 flipping years. But now in this video, oh my gosh, the building, 5,000 seats. Oh yeah, 20 years we just waited. Don't ever compare with another story because God is good and faithful. The devil compared with God and God kicked the devil out from heaven. And now the devil is on earth. And you have to understand when the devil was on earth and is on earth, he started to test Christ. He attacked Jesus Christ in the desert. When I speak about desert, you know what I'm talking about. The desert is dry and hot. And in the desert, you are thirsty and you are always hungry, right? But Christ was in the desert. And the next thing what happened, don't be trapped. What I mean by that is Jesus Christ didn't live at home. He was in the desert for 40 days and nights. But his ministry hasn't started yet, right? That means the transition, the two. In the transition, you are not in the old anymore, but you are not in the new yet. That means you are between in a transition. For example, you let go your old relationship. Let it go. Let it go. We let go some, boom, nice people to let it go. Now you hear and you trust in God that God has a partner in store for you. But it's not here yet. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Here, boom, let it go. And here is, ooh, la la. 
I am ready, but it's not here. That means you are in a transition. And the transition is always a weird thing because it means the old is gone, but the new is to come. We say you're going from glory to glory. We love the next glory, but not the two. We're going from anointing to anointing. We love the next anointing, but not the two. We love from level to level. We love the next level, but never the two. The two is always the transition. I tell you something. In the transition season, the devil will attack you and he will steal and rob your calling, your anointing, and your destiny. In the two, you know what you're doing? You seek the Lord. Jesus was seeking the Lord for 40 days and nights, praying, worshiping to God. But in the two, you're also tired. You are weak. When you are weak, the devil sneaks in and starts to doubt that God is good, that God is faithful, that God has a plan, that the future is bright. He starts to doubt all those things. Here's a graphic. I uh, love to be a visual. Often we think life goes boom up like a rocket. But it's more like, like uh, stages. But here is a problem because how do you get from a level to the next level? For example, you bump into something. Sometimes you bump into something and that's a challenge. What I mean by bump is, for example, coronavirus. In March last year, when the corona hit the whole entire world, can you imagine, for the very first time in my whole life, I preached for more than 25 years to people, I, people, people I can touch and smell and, and interact with, and boom, there was the lockdown. Have you ever had a lockdown before? No, the first lockdown in my life. We could not meet in the church anymore and I spoke and preached to the camera online, to the pajamas at home, breakfast, to the dogs, to the whole entire world. And it sounds so weird. And we bumped into something. I have some people that lost their companies. I have some people that lost their job. I have some people because of Corona, they have to go to horrible season. And I remember the first week when I preached to the camera online. Online was the new deal. Online church. Online. I said, how in the world can we give a virus a title of Corona? Not Corona beer. A Corona. Corona means crown. How we can we give a virus the title? You are the crown of all the viruses. And I said, I will never give a virus, a sickness, that title, because the crown belongs to God Almighty still on the throne. Whatever happens in your life, Christ still lives in you. And he said, nothing on earth can, the, can stop the church. I believe the finest hour of the church is not behind us. It's always in front of us. We always said, church is not a building. Church is people. But here's the problem. Not this church, but people are not perfect. That means the church cannot be perfect. The church must not be perfect, but we really live in a perfect God. Right? A 
perfect God of signs and miracles. And I made a statement in front of all the online churches. I said, I believe our church will, will grow in number. We will grow in salvation. We will grow in healing. And we will grow also in discipleship. We had, before the lockdown, 3,000 people in our church. 3,000 people is, is cool. But when the coronavirus came, now we're reaching 30,000 people online. 30,000 people online. Crazy. We planted 10 new churches in the corona crisis through online through online, we planted 25 microchurches around the world. And I said, nothing on earth can stop the kingdom of God. Yeah. Nothing. When we are weak, we are in a transition season, right? The old church is gone. We are not in the new. We are in the between. But in the transition season, we believe the devil will not become the glory. The devil cannot win. The glory doesn't belong to the devil. The devil is not our friend. He's our enemy, and we believe with Jesus Christ, everything is possible. The second thing is comfort zone. We hit into a comfort zone, right? Comfort zone is all something I don't like. I like, I like cozy, security, planning. God is with me. He loves me. He hugs me. He adores me. I love all those things. But God kicked the whole entire world out of the comfort zone. Nothing is like before anymore, right? The comfort zone is always a chance that we trust God. We're doing things the different way. I want to tell you one story. Our church is very strong in prayer. We are actually a prayer church. We love to pray. When we have a prayer meeting, like in the early in the morning or in the evening, maybe 100 people showed up. And 100 people will be a big number in Switzerland for prayer. Uh, Big number. But in Corona Christ, I said to my wife, why not just putting a camera in front of us and, and at home, at our eating table, we praying with people. And the first Tuesday when we did this, we had 2,000 people were praying with us. Three weeks later, we are praying with 5,000 people. 5,000 people in a Tuesday afternoon and God kicked us out of saying come to the building let's pray say no stay at home in your pajama I come to you in your home and I pray with you and what I want to say right now is every crisis is a chance because innovation takes place in a crisis when you bump into something you don't like it when the comfort zone is over you have to believe that God is still on the throne the devil attacked God, didn't work. He attacked Christ, didn't work. And the last thing, when God and Christ didn't work, he approaches you and me. Do you know that? The last point is I want to share with you is don't be irritated. In Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, the Bible says, For the accuser of the brothers and the sisters, who accused them before our God, day and night has been hurled down. Check this out. The devil stands in, in front of the presence of God almost every single day. What is his job? He will say, God, do you see the pastor Leo was not nice to his wife yesterday? She cooked again. 
She had to clean the house again. He did nothing. He, he, you know, he approaches God all the time, right? And Jesus is saying, Oh, I'm not shocked. I live inside of Leo and I know everything. I see everything. I'm not blind. I'm not dead. I live inside of him. And so often we Christians, we walk around with so much shame and guilt, right? But shame and guilt is not coming from God, it comes from the devil. He accuses you and me all the time and it brings you back those things you did already. But Jesus is saying, yes, I know. I know, but I have forgiven Leo, and he is hidden in Christ, and Christ is in God, devil, what's the flipping problem? Because we are surrounded so many different sides. Was not successful with God, not with Christ, not with yourself, and I want to read you as quote, for not what is before you, for those that care are behind you. I love this illustration because the Bible says the devil is a roaring lion, right? He's a roaring lion, but he is not the lion. Jesus Christ is the lion of the troop of Judah and he's stronger than the roaring lion. He's strong, he's behind you. In closing, the devil tempted God. Jealousy is not a good thing, right? You only will lose. He tested Christ in the desert for 40 days and nights. It didn't work out. The accuser of the brother and sister has no chance because Jesus Christ has forgiven you. And that's why coming up with a quote, because Christ lives in me. Trials cannot stop me. People cannot break me. Money cannot buy me. Haters cannot silence me and no demons can defeat me. Do you know why? Because Christ lives in me. And I am hidden in Christ. My old nature is gone. You're a new creation. And Christ is hidden in God and I'm here to tell you right now, whatever you're going through, whatever you will go through, you're surrounded with the hands of God in an amazing way. And the devil will not become the glory. The glory belongs to God Almighty. I would love to close with my mom. When my mom passed away that Sunday, we have a guy in our family for more than 20 years, he laughs about the fate of my mom. He doesn't believe in God and he's not coming to church. And he always a little bit was always sarcastic. But he was in the room too. And when he saw my mom died with hope, with peace, and she was ready to see the Savior, God in heaven, tears were running down his cheek. And he could not stop crying anymore. He came to me and said, I'm so sorry. I always joked about God. I always felt it's just a fairy tale. But now my own eyes have seen that fate carried your mom to heaven. And he said, from now on, come in. 
I belong to this Christian family as well. Why I'm telling this story, sometimes you're far away from God and sometimes you're going through a rough season, you don't understand why God is doing what He's doing. But here's the point. Receive Christ for the first time or make a recommitment or get in peace with Christ again and He is the reason of all things in our lives. Can we close our eyes for a moment? And I would love to pray with you guys. Maybe you have never given your life to Jesus Christ. You're here for the very first time or for the second time. And you feel right now God is knocking at your door, at your heart. Maybe you have given your life to Christ, but you become a backstage in Christians. You did a lot of things. You felt it's not right and you feel guilty and shamed. And some people, you don't, you lost the peace with God. You have gone through so many difficult seasons and you don't understand why in the world. If this is you, I want to invite you to a prayer for a recommitment or for a first decision. And all the eyes are closed. I want to give you some intimacy. I want to ask you if this is you in a minute. I would ask you, can you give God a sign? I will count on three, then just lift your hands. And all the eyes are closed. It's just for you a statement. God, I surrender. God, I made you as my Lord and Savior for the very first time or again because I need you. If this is you when all the eyes are closed, I want to ask you boldly when I count on three that you give God a statement. It's your statement. You don't do it for me. It's more for you, a faith statement. God, I need you. I want to recommit my life to you for the very first time. I want to find peace again in all the circumstances I'm in right now. And I want to count on three and be bold wherever you are. In one, two, three. Just lift up your hands if this is you. Hands all over. Just lift them up. Thank you, all over. Wow, thank you so much. Is anyone else here who say it's me? Now you can take down your hands and I want to lead you into a prayer. Then please pray with me online and live. Say, dear Jesus, thank you so much for my unique life. Please forgive me all my sins and failures. I receive your forgiveness. I make you as my Lord and Savior. Lead me and guide me. Bless me and protect me. I want to be yours forever. And the word amen means so shall it be. The Bible says when you pray this prayer, you're born again, you're forgiven, you belong to the family of God, you are marked with the Holy Spirit. Church, can we give all those people a big round of applause right now who made the decision? Come on, it's pretty awesome.